least the most wonderful time of the year. You know, except all those aches and pains that creep up as the weather gets cooler, or God forbid you pull a Clark Griswold while putting up the lights. But what if there's a way to be able to enjoy the cold weather of the holiday season without the associated bodily aches and pains? Well, imagine no further as Evil CBD Topical Freeze Gel is here to the rescue. Whether it's to help that nagging shoulder injury from sports ball game of yesteryear, or it's to help alleviate those deep aches and pains, CBD Topical Freeze Gel from Ebels offers the industry best quality and strength to offer lasting relief from chronic pain. And this holiday season, all members of the Brian Nichols Show audience can get that perfect gift to self or stocking stuffer for that fitness fanatic in the family at an exclusive discount at checkout using code TBNS. Again, use code TBNS at checkout to get your discount applied to your order. Listen, the holidays are especially tough this year, so let's at least not spend them in pain. So use code TBNS at checkout to see the evil's difference today. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific need. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about really, it's, we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling, a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the Liberty Movement. And this is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. returning to the Brian Nichols Show. Hello, Brian. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, sir. So, I mean, folks must have left the Elizabeth Warren conversation feeling absolutely excited for a future under a President Elizabeth Warren. If they did actually know, maybe you're at the wrong show or you're just trying to learn a little bit more. So hopefully uh, the analysis of Elizabeth Warren's not only tax plans, but her vision for an economic future um, helped you at least see uh, some of the very real dangers and flaws in her policies and her positions. But uh, today, if you're, you're here on the show and you're listening to us discuss Andrew Yang, you're probably part of the Yang gang. Um, but it, with that, hey, first and foremost, we're going to welcome you with open arms. We here at the Brian Nichols Show like to have conversations from people all over the place. And today, I want to have Max Gulker return to the show um, using his his economic knowledge and being one of the, the head economists over at AIER, which is the American Institute for Economic Research uh, with a great Jeffrey Tucker over there. Um, so I wanted him to kind of use his expertise and dissect really 
a lot. First and foremost, we got to discuss the elephant in the room, the UBI, right? That's kind right. of like the the crux of Yang's um, entire economic vision. But we'll also discuss kind of uh, his approach towards automation um, and regulation. So first and foremost, let's kind of discuss Andrew Yang's UBI. So I'll, I'll kind of turn things over to you, Max. What is UBI? Yeah. Why is it completely insane? If you're, especially if you're a Nostrian economist, um, and right, and right. what would it do to our our economy if we institute a UBI? So, so his proposal, and we'll, we'll get into the why in a minute also. Um, but it's um, it's basically every Amer- he calls it the freedom dividend, which is just a gimmicky little thing to call it. But it's it's known in economics as a universal basic income. Um, it's um, the way he has it set up is everybody, every citizen of the country gets a thousand dollars a month, so twelve thousand dollars a year, man, woman, and child. There's no means testing. Um, there's there's uh, no nothing now. This is this is an idea that has been discussed and gained traction over the years in sort of some surprising circles. Some libertarians will say, well, this is better than the way we do government now, where, you know, we we, we try to interfere in everything and, and that kind of thing. So it's sort of a pragmatic um, solution. What what I will say about it. Uh, and this is just in general before we get to sort of Yang's candidacy um, in specific is now for people who are on welfare now for for people who are poor. I would switch from the the utter mess that our welfare system is of like a hundred different programs that are you know eat your vegetables, get married, get you know th- these kinds of things. I would switch right. from that to some kind of cash payment like that looks like what he does for them tomorrow. Um, you know, it's what we do right now is, is it costs more than just giving people money. Um, it's paternalistic and, and kind of terrible, but when you get beyond that, you have to pay for it. Right. Um, you, you, know, the, the, you know, I would be in favor of that for, you know, subbing out, um, the welfare programs that we have now, but when you're giving everybody that now, now I am, I will say also, I'm sympathetic to the idea that, you know, less red tape and bureaucracy leaves less chance for um, corruption, leaves less chance for big companies kind of, you know, having having an extra say in things. But we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars here. And so at that point, unless you're into modern monetary theory, um, which is which is more of the kind of Sanders economists who say we can print as much money as we want or, or a lot more money, at least, um, in, in, unless that's your jam, um, you're going to have to pay for it with higher taxes. And, and, you know, indeed, Yang has a sales tax that is financing like I forget, like a third to a half of this UBI. And so, you know, it's like um, for somebody in the middle class. He's giving them some money and then having them pay it back in sales tax. Now, it may not be all of it. There are some good economic reasons to have a sales tax rather than an income tax. But, um, you know, it becomes this sort of shell game where either it's this gigantic unfinanced liability that that blows up the budget or it's just kind of moving different taxes around. Um, And so it almost it almost becomes like a gimmick in a way now. Here's where I want to bring in kind of his overall vision um, and also a little bit talk about him and his supporters, because he is in a lot of ways more sympathetic than an Elizabeth Warren, say. Um, so his his idea, um, his his primary justification for this UBI is that 
we have automation that's happening, that we have machines and robotics and artificial intelligence that are going to replace a significant fraction of jobs in the country. And, you know, essentially we need to be giving people this money so that they can survive um, or that they can, um, you know, have the time to, you know, retrain themselves and that sort of thing. Now, the problem here, and so I actually, you know, several weeks ago before I had really written about him, um, I was getting ready to give a couple talks down in Texas about technology. Um, uh, uh, I write a bunch about technology beyond kind of the policy stuff that we've talked about a lot. And I, I tweeted something saying that you know, Yang is making a mistake in his automation, kind of his technopocalypse, when he sort of takes one trend and like brings it out 20 years into the future and then thinks about it in the world we live in now. Right. Right. So it, it, it's like drop the machines of 20 years from now into the world we live in now. And, and a lot of jobs are going to get ruled obsolete. The, the, the problem with that is we have 20 years of the market evolving around that, of people finding ways to be valuable. Um, and, and so it's really not quite um, it, it, you can't, you can't just take one thing and change it. And, and actually libertarians out there will be familiar with this. This is the same as when people say to you, okay, let me imagine the world we live in today and take the government out. And now who's going to build the roads? Who's going to do this? Right. <laughs> who's going to do that? Oh yes. Every libertarian's simple. ears just started to bleed. Right. 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 Um, but, but it, 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 it's a similar idea where you don't, um, take into account, that society is changing. Now, I tweeted this and it went sort of quasi viral among the Yang gang. And um, and I started getting lots of responses. And there was like a 48 hour stretch where I got, you know, dozens of comments and things from all these people. And I stepped back at one point and I looked and, and you know, when, when I've run afoul of other candidate supporters or people on either the socialist left or the nationalist right. Like it gets ugly and it gets ugly fast. Very fast. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm looking at all this stuff from the Yang gang and I'm thinking it's all like, Hey, here's a report on automation from McKinsey. I'd really like you to read it. <laughs> like, you it's know, like, Hey, thanks man. And I was like, wow. You know, it, it, it's, I, I will say that, um, that as a group, uh, you know, they are, they're very enthusiastic. They're very intense, but, um, it was so much of a better dialogue that we were having than, I would with with virtually anybody else. And I do think that that says something about his supporters. And I think that says something about the man that's, you know, at the center of the campaign, that he's running something with that tone. Now, all of that said, um, I think that that he misses the point. And just like um, Elizabeth Warren kind of brings in her mindset as a lawyer um, and and misses or, or misses the mark with the presidency pretty badly. Um, Yang is sort of a serial entrepreneur that he was for a couple of decades, um, I think actually makes a pretty fundamental mistake. Now, um, so I wrote something that, that actually the title sums it up. It was something like we thrive thanks to many Andrew Yangs, not just one. Right. And the idea is that Yang thinks he needs to have the big disruptive idea because that's what an entrepreneur does. Right. They have a big idea. They believe in their big idea. It's different. They're thinking outside the box. Um, but the thing is, that's valuable because there are a million people out there doing that. And we don't know 
which ones of those ideas are going to succeed at first. And they go and get right. tested in the market and they compete. Right. And so and so when Yang brings that sort of thing to the presidency and he has his disruptive idea, that's this UBI and this sort of automation story. Um, the problem is there's only one president. So <laughs> yeah. it, it becomes a much bigger deal, whether he's right or wrong. And again, I, I think that I think that he just misses the mark in terms of, you know, th this is you know, this is part of a larger trend that's been going on for decades and that continues to go on, Brian, which is that our labor force is getting higher skilled or that people are demanding a higher skilled labor force. Right. And we lost a lot of manufacturing jobs from outsourcing. We shifted to a service economy. This causes real upheaval. And sometimes as libertarians, we don't do a great job of recognizing that. But at the same time, I, I, I looked and, you know, we've lost like 7 million manufacturing jobs in the last like 40 years. And unemployment basically, you know, if you take out the business cycles from it is about the same. <laughs> right. um, so, so, you know, the and if you had told people in 1979, you're going to lose a third of your manufacturing jobs and the population is going to grow by this much, they would they would be like, this is an apocalypse. What do we have yeah. to do? And, you know, what we had to do was was have the market gradually figure things out. And again, I don't want to I don't want to obscure the fact that um, that causes people real problems, but it causes people much greater problems when you try to fix it and you try to patch it up. Um, and so and, 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 and so I think that he's really try, sort of banking on on one big idea that we don't know is necessary or we don't know his solution will work. So, and this is the part that I think it, it, it kind of drives me crazy about Andrew Yang <laughs> is that he's such a smart guy. Like he, yep. he, he really seems to, to get a lot of the stuff that even we talk about when we talk about, you know, I heard my Ben Shapiro and, and he was, if you were to take out like the UBI argument that he's promoting, oh, yeah. a lot of his arguments are based on kind of pseudo free market principles. Yeah. Um, and now obviously there's, there's quite a bit that we, we have issue with. Um, yeah. but I'm like, he's right there. He's on the edge. But then all yep. of a sudden he, he, he sees the government as almost like an expansion arm of the, the free market and it, that mm -hmm. it can do good just because it's the government and it's being, it should be used to do good. Um, and I'm not sure if, if he's just in the mindset of, well, the government needs to have a good person leading it with a good vision, or he, he is ignoring the fact that once you create and establish this, this precedence of, you know, this massive government overreach and in this case is it's literally yeah. taxing trillions of dollars yeah, yeah. and giving it out you know hand over fist to people that it, not only is that going to have an impact on our economy you know as it is if he were to do it but that's going to open the door for people down the road to do that and more and and right. could truly cripple our economy and like it's, right. and, and that's you always have to ask you know remind people think about these kinds of powers in the hands of not the guy you like but the guy you hate because basically we've we've alternated between presidents that half the country hates for a long time. Now, <laughs> that's right? been going great, guys. And, 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 and so and so <laughs> to think that's not going to to think you're not going to see another president you hate is 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 pretty naive. Yeah. Um, yes. Yang is um, seems like a good guy, seems like a smart guy is um, uh, even with this enormous sort of bizarre idea is still better than a lot of the candidates out there, you know, and, yeah. as we just talked about Elizabeth Warren. I would take Yang over Warren in a second, but, um, and, and well, the case in point, you know, I'm, um, 
I'm excited that this weekend I'm going to actually to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I'm talking to a Students for Liberty group about technology and privacy. And I was kind of looking around today and I saw that Yang released kind of a, a, a technology um, plan or, a, you know, policy. And he basically said, um, no, breaking up these companies like Elizabeth Warren wants to do is not a good idea. Um, we need to be empowering and better informing consumers to take ownership o- o- um, over their own data. That's basically what I've been saying. And, mm-hmm. you know, so on, on there, there, there are places where um, he really gets it right, where he brings something a little bit different to the campaign. And I appreciate that. I just think that in the end, he's I don't know what kind of story he's telling himself about what, you know, we need, you know, a good guy leading the country. We need this. We need that. Um, I think he has his instincts as an entrepreneur to have a big idea and to get everything behind it and to push that idea. And that's what he's doing. I, I think he'd and, be so much better um, served but, if but you were to go size of one instead right. of a million. I, I say, I think he'd be so much better served if he were to just take this energy and take this vision he has and just dedicate it into some, you know, free market institution that he can create. I mean, he, he's yeah. been able to captivate so many people that shows that there's a desire for people to, to, you know, get up mm-hmm. to be a part of this. Um, yep. And I mean, heck, he he did it uh, during the campaign where he he did basically a, a UBI or a freedom dividend that he gave away to some people when they entered into a competition um, to, you know, on his website. And yeah. like, I mean, yeah, he's kind of showing the, the yeah. point that libertarians make all the time is that voluntary action is the way to go. You can make a exactly. real substantive difference in a lot of people's lives if you're just to take the initiative instead of saying, well, you know what? I could take the initiative, but darn it all, I'm just going to use a strong arm of the government to do it for me. Well, it, it, you know, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about, you know, I'm I would make a terrible entrepreneur. Okay, I'm the guy who I'm the guy who who finds what's wrong with every idea, right? That's my job. Um, so, but because of that, I'm able to step back and tell you what's important about entrepreneurship, right? I can have that perspective, right? And, and it's funny because Yang, who's obviously a very good entrepreneur, is making this this key mistake where he's sort of betting the farm on one idea instead of in our economy. You know, like I said, you know, all of these ideas. And I really do believe very strongly that we need to think about how to put those forces of entrepreneurship to use in solving some of our kind of social problems um, in addressing them. But that's again, that's bottom up voluntary action. That's the only way that works. Um, right. Yep. Whereas um, where, 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 whereas Yang is trying to sort of apply that idea from the top down. And, right. and yes, if he would, if he would let go of this idea, <laughs> he would easily be the best of the candidates. Oh, for I'll, sure. I'll say that. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's amazing too. And let's kind of look at it from an unintended consequences perspective, right? Is when you look at UBI right now, which he's promoting to be, um, you know, the, the answer to the ills of the future, he's, he's doing it in response to what he sees as the issue. Again, what we discussed automation, but then you have to ask the question. So why is automation becoming more of an issue? And you can almost see a direct correlation between the, the rise in automation and the rise of the minimum wage, because yeah. now you have a government program right. that was put in place to try and help the less, you know, the less fortunate, the less, you know, mm-hmm. less skilled, um, and, and to try to set a, a value on their labor. The problem is, is that that labor wasn't equaling to the return on investment that their employer was getting. Now yeah. take that 
on the other, like let's entirely flip this on its head, unintended consequences of entrepreneurship. And I'll give you a, 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 you know, anecdotal example, just in the industry, I find myself in, in telecommunications and to see when we had the deregulation of the telecommunication industry, the 1990s, I mean, there was literally an explosion in the advancement of, of telecom yep. services. And I mean, looking at where we've gone from, you know, a POTS line, which is quite literally a copper line that you use to make phone calls. to now we have, you know, massive gig plus circuits that are out there transferring data at the speed of light, you know, across you know, from one part of the world to the exact opposite side of the world. I mean, that is so exciting to see, you know, that that not only creates opportunity for, you know, larger marketplaces and connecting people, but it actually offers a new opportunity in different industries for people that otherwise it wouldn't have existed, be it, you know, in the telecommunications industry itself um, or, you know, jobs that were created because the telecommunication industry was able to expand or jobs that were expanded upon. So for example, um, you know, let's look at engineering companies or architect companies. You're sending these massive, massive CAD files across, you know, how many hundreds of miles, you know, to, to another engineer right. who has to download those files without the advancement in the telecommunication industry. Those that would take, you know, either put it in the snail mail or it would take hours and hours and hours for it to, you know, even get to like one meg of data being transferred. So to see that expansion to see that growth, now you've created more opportunity for completely different marketplaces that you weren't really even interacting with in the first place. So I think the theme that we should be really considering as we're discussing, um, you know, how the government fiddles with an economy is the, the theme of un unintended consequences, but also instead of trying to make you know everything perfect is let the right. marketplace do its own thing and let the positive unintended consequences start to rise up. And really, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but yes, it does help yep. lift all boats. But it, it really does when you look at the, the impact that it's, you know, just in one example I gave of how it has helped yep. raise up different industries. And I think that's something that should be, you know, should be not only celebrated, but should be in, endorsed and should hopefully be promoted. And I would really wish that somebody like Andrew Yang would, would take the, the reins and actually go ahead and lead that charge and do it. Yeah, he would be he would be great at that. I, I, let, let, let me let me put it this way. You know, what, what the UBI is basically saying, if it's in response to this idea, this this projected automation is um, a lot of you are not going to be valuable anymore. So we need to support you so that you don't have to go out there and struggle and figure out how to be valuable. OK, what I want is millions of people slowly over time figuring out how they can add value as technology evolves, as it co-evolves with technology. That's when we really grow. Right. Oh, 100%. That's when millions of people are doing that. And that doesn't mean millions of people are suffering. That means there is some adversity, but it's at, it will be less adversity, I guarantee you, than the sort of stagnation that we might have if we just say, okay, you guys can sit at home or you have, you know, these needs taken care of um, or those kinds of things. And, 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 and I don't want that to sound cold to people um, because I really do think that overall that alleviates human suffering rather than rather than increasing it but but with it it also brings tremendous innovation tremendous evolution of our economic system um of our institutions um as technology changes and and that's that's really where we want to be so let's, because uh, we're already getting to the point of the show where I want to get wrapped up because, I mean, we, we want to keep these more bite-sized episodes for folks so they could really, you know, try to analyze things on a much more high-level perspective. But So they don't have to listen to Elizabeth Warren for, <laughs> for an hour. Yeah, okay. That too. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, Andrew Yang is, is much more, I think, um, you know, endearing 
uh, not only candidate, but also as a person. I, I, yep. I, I would want to go have a gluten-free beer with Andrew Yang is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, but let's kind of look, you know, let's just assume, shall we? 2020, for some reason, Andrew Yang was able to sneak through and become a Democratic nominee, and he takes down Donald Trump. What do you kind of look at in terms of where we will be in the 2020 to 2024 Andrew Yang presidency? Do you think he actually is able to institute, you know, this this freedom dividend and he's able to, you know, help give everybody $1,000 a month? Or is this just a pipe dream? That's the thing is that, you know, we, we, uh, we sometimes in – um, at this point in elections, we're, we're really taking people's proposals and we're, we're thinking about them really getting implemented. Whereas, you know, I think somebody like Sanders would have a huge problem getting a lot of his stuff done. The scary thing about somebody like Warren is I think she might be able to do it more effectively. Um, th- I, I think it would be tremendously hard to do this. Um, it, in some ways, it wouldn't involve that much sort of government infrastructure because it's like everybody gets the money. But again, we're talking about moving trillions of dollars around in kind of this shell game. So I think it's extremely risky. Do I want to say he's worse than person X, Y, or Z? No. Um, I have plenty of problems with the incumbent. I mean, the incumbent president um, pretty much is president because of a reaction against exactly labor force becoming more skilled um, trend. Um, that's why he's there. And, and, you know, the stuff he's done with trade has been terrible, but, um, but, but, but I don't, um, you know, and, and, and yeah, it's a test in a lot of ways. He's a more appealing candidate than most of the kind of either cookie cutter or sort of far left candidates. But, um, I don't want somebody who's going to put all their eggs into one basket like that. Right. Yeah. And, and and I think it's important for people to to realize, too, that it's not necessarily voting for the person you like the most. Right. right. Um, and yes, Andrew Yang, I think he has his heart in the right place. It's just unfortunately it's it's not in a place historically that's shown to be successful. Um, and if, if anything, like the history has shown that yeah. when when you have a freer marketplace that you know it does help. So many people, I forget the name of the website and I was trying to search for it just now, but, um, I think it's a, a product of Cato that human progress. Thank you. I human think. progress. I think that, yep. no, I think that's the one I was thinking of. And just yep. to see the numbers across yep. the board, across the world, mm-hmm. just dramatically dropping from poverty yep. to disease and famine. And it's all been directly correlated with a freer world. And I think that's yep. the part that people need to realize is that, yep. you know, we need to encourage this. We need to foster yep. this instead of trying to say, you know, yeah. everything's not perfect now, damn yep. it. And we're going to make it perfect yep. tomorrow. That's not how yep. things work. I'll, 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 on that same topic, let me just really quickly, Brian, say a book that um, that that people might recommend to their friends that I've actually recommended to several of my more kind of left leaning friends is called Enlightenment Now. It's by a guy named Steven Pinker. And it's it's a very similar theme to that Cato website about how these market forces and liberalization has essentially made the world so much more prosperous. It's powerful, especially because um, for, for folks who aren't necessarily maybe in Brian's in my camp already, because the author's not a libertarian. The author isn't saying, you know, there shouldn't be a government, there should, but he's still recognizing the awesome force that that's here in these market forces. And so um, I, I think, um, again, it's called Enlightenment Now by Stephen Pinker. And I think I think he's that does a pretty compelling job. 
Well, Yang Gang, if you uh, you suck in there and you made it through, I, I welcome you with open arms to be a long-term listener because this is the kind of conversation we have here on The Brian Nichols Show. I, I think we approach things very objective and very fair, and I've always had the door open for people who disagree to come on the show and, and to really speak why yep. they... T- tell me why. Like, explain how you got to your positions and why you believe what you believe. And I mean, I've had Democratic socialists on my show. Um, I've had, you know, conservatives. I've had social conservatives. I've had, um, you know, liberals. I've had i mean pretty much anybody you can think of and the whole point is just to have conversations and and this is really what we need to do going forward i think that's why a lot of libertarians look at someone like an andrew yang or even heck even a tulsi gabbard and they're like you know i get it and i would support it just for the the sole fact that they're genuinely nice people who are trying to have a conversation they're not trying to go out and you know make like ban me (laughs) (laughs) to to be real there's it's a real legitimate question for libertarians now you know where do you go because the other party isn't being reliably pro-market in in a way that I think people saw them as being for for a certain stretch of time. And so, um, you know, there is a lot of, um, you know, there, there, there are third parties. The Libertarian Party does great work. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think these are these are all really important questions and really important kind of topics for conversation. So. I, uh, I laughed when you said uh, the Libertarian does, uh, Party does great work because I agree 100%. And that's why I actually joined the Libertarian Party officially. Um, and, I think and, I knew that, actually. Yeah. So, and, and folks, if you want to join the Libertarian Party, too, like all you, you got to do is go to lp.org forward slash Brian Nichols show. I mean, come on. That's that's a great way to uh, to help not only grow the party, but actually, you know, make a, a real substantive difference in, in joining the quite literally largest pro-liberty party out there in the United States. But, hey. Max, I appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, it's always a great conversation, and I love your insight. So thank you for all you're doing over at AIER. Where can folks go ahead and follow you um, if they're interested to learn more about not, not only AIER, but also to uh, stay up to date with all the work you're doing over there? Okay, so first and foremost, go to AIER.org. Those three vowels in a row, it's a tough acronym. Let me say it again, AIER.org. Um, and you'll see we have so much content on a daily basis, and it's articles that are meant for folks like your listeners who have an interest in economics, who know a little bit about economics, but who are not PhDs, right? Um, and, and that's who I like talking to. And, um, and, and we have, you know, an amazing roster of, of writers that, you know, that Jeffrey Tucker, like a whirlwind, has, has kind of put into place, both, <laughs> both people that work for us and people's, you know, some of the top academics of places like George Mason. Um, and so that's the first place you go um, to get to get um, more on my stuff and, you know, my little one liners and things like that. You can follow me on Twitter. That's where I do most of my communicating for for this job. Um and it's it's um, also not the greatest Twitter handle. Max G, like Max Gulker, Max G A I E R. Again, that's Max G A I E R. And just in and, case, um, just in and, case, uh, I will include I, all I, links. I'd love to have you. Yeah, no. And just in case, I will I will include all links uh, to yes. make sure that if folks are driving in right now, they're like, wait, wh- where was that? T- yeah. Take the time when you get home, go to the show notes, click the links, and you can go ahead and follow Max, and also go ahead and uh, check out AIER. They're definitely on my my browser homepage, because I, I go there all the time. Right. A lot of great work over there, and a lot of great stuff from Max. So, uh, Max, thank you so much for joining the Brian Nichols Show again. It was a blast, and I'm looking forward to having you on in the future. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? 
give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Trust the experts. We're all in this together. If it saves one life. Raise your hand if you heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the actual science of the pandemic. Follow the Science on Lockdowns and Liberty from the Sound Mind Creative Group is a brand new docu-series highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policies enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the pandemic data and analytics organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates, follow the science on Lockdowns and Liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at The Brian Nichols Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the Liberty Movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project, you know just how important this project is. So head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time. That's briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science.